there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. Giving, um, and um, uh, to be quite honest with you, this is, uh, n- this is really not like me. I know that this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and um, I really, I actually internally resist the idea of preaching about Thanksgiving the Sunday before Thanksgiving because it feels kind of liturgical and like planned and and kind of calculated and it's just not really like me. I like to be led by the Spirit, but I got to be completely honest. I've been carrying this word about Thanksgiving since about August and uh, I just have been waiting for the right moment and yesterday I was I, I was kind of just kind of getting myself prepared for today and um, I literally, I was I was uh, making some notes about a completely different topic and the Holy Spirit kind of came uh, into my heart and began to speak to me and saying, it's time to talk about Thanksgiving. I thought, well, it makes sense. It's a good time for us to be thinking about that. Um, but I want to I talk about Thanksgiving today. So uh, this last, uh, well, maybe a couple weeks ago, one of my kids said something that that just kind of has hung in the air in my spirit uh, ever since. And, and, what, and, and what she said was, all happiness is rooted in gratefulness, and I and I just had, I just thought about that, and and the, the thought that I had was, wow, I have, I have some really smart kids. <laughs> They're so smart, and uh, but um, so yeah, what she said, all happiness is rooted in gratefulness. That's just a powerful uh, statement, and um, I, I think sometimes we get things backward. Don't you think? Uh, um, so uh, maybe maybe we might think this. The world thinks like this, I think. But uh, you, you know, we we may think that once we uh, um, that once we become happy, then we can be thankful, right? In other, in other words, once you have everything that you want in life, once you've accomplished the things that you're wanting to accomplish, once you have the job you've always wanted, the, the house that you've always wanted, the car in the garage that you've always wanted, then you will be able to be happy and then you will be able to be thankful for what happened, right? Because in our mind, thankfulness comes at the end of all of the things that we're after and and um, and that's actually not the way it works in the kingdom. It's not happy people who are thankful, it's thankful people who are happy. That's probably on a pillow. It's probably on a million things on the internet, so but um, it's just a true statement. It's not happy people who are thankful, it's thankful people who are happy. And it's true, it's true in our finances too. I was thinking about this. Uh, We might think that we'll become a generous person once we have enough money. I'm just letting you know it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Jesus taught us that, uh, that if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. If you're not faithful, he didn't say it this way, but if you're not faithful with little, guess what happens? When you get much, you won't be faithful with it either. Because it's, it's being faithful in the small things that makes you ready to be faithful in the big things, right? If you view, if you view, your, um, if you view your possessions or resources through the lens of lack, 
then you won't be willing to give because it makes no sense to you to give something away when you don't believe you have enough, right? But if you are viewing your provision through the lens of thankfulness, then generosity is really natural because you're aware of the blessing that you have and that it wasn't because of you that you have it. Thankfulness, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but thankfulness is pointed at someone, it can't, if thankfulness doesn't exist, uh, just in a static, like, emotion, like, oh, just like, I feel like thankful. There, it's always aimed at something or someone. But um, when we're viewing our, our provision through the lens of thankfulness, generosity is natural because we know he's big enough to create even more and to give it to us than what we have now. Isn't that good? All right, so 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, probably one of the top five verses about thankfulness, but it's really simple. It says this. Uh, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, this is God's will. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's, it's super practical, and it's clear instruction. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. No matter what's going on. I mean, obviously, as it relates to thankfulness, uh, this seems to answer any questions about whether we should only be thankful in good situations or if we should be thankful when things are difficult also. Of course, there's a difference between being thankful in all circumstances and being thankful for all circumstances, right? We get the difference, right? Just because, uh, you know, something's happening that's bad and, and we're told to be thankful, it doesn't mean that God did that so we should be grateful for the hard, hardship. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about uh, being grateful despite what might be happening, being grateful that, that God is good and that he's working all things for good. Not everything that we experience in God will, not everything we experience is God's will. You get that, right? There are things that we experience in life that, isn't, that aren't God's will. Sometimes we need to resist, we need to pray, and we need to see God's will be made manifest in our life where it's currently not. So we don't need to be thankful for everything, but we're instructed to be thankful in everything. Somebody say amen. amen. Colossians 3.17 uh, says this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. No matter what you do, everything you do, in every situation, whatever you are doing, do it while giving thanks. It's good. Philippians 4. This one's a really good one. Four verses six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. 
about anything. But rather, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When you encounter situations that are difficult, uh, situations that would normally make you anxious and afraid, make you doubt, refuse to be anxious, but present your requests to God while you're giving him thanks. In other words, it's okay to pray about your situations. It's okay to represent your request to God. Faith is not denial of your circumstances. Faith, faith is not saying, I'm happy anyway. I, you know, I'm not sick. Well, if you're sick, you're sick. Just be thankful that God has given you provision for health. Right? So there, there's, there's a, it's not denial. We're not denying the reality that we're facing. Giving thanks to him is something that happens in the midst of our prayer. God, I thank you that you've given me everything I need according to your riches and glory. I thank you that you've overcome, that you are the breakthrough. I thank you, God, that even though I'm not experiencing it in my life, this is who you are. Giving thanks to God is a foundational way for us to maintain our posture of faith in the midst of difficulty. I don't know if you're hearing me, but this is actually, this is, comes to down to the root of how we overcome as believers. Did you catch that last part? As believers. It's our belief system that gives the overcoming power. What do we believe? And when we give thanks to God, it's a declaration of what we believe. To be thankful means to be grateful and appreciative. That's from the dictionary. Um, the basic idea of thankfulness, I believe, is twofold. It's that, it's that heart attitude of gratefulness and appreciation. But that second part, like I mentioned before, is the aim of that grateful appreciation. Who are we thankful to? Thankfulness has at its root a recognition of God being a good father. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. You know what? I, I, I was, I was I'll, I'll get to that. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Thanksgiving has a two in mind. Who are we thankful to? If my wife uh, washes my clothes, which she does all the time, I, I recognize, uh, if I recognize that I'm grateful and appreciative for having clean clothes, whether I say something to her or not, I'm experiencing gratefulness and appreciation to her in my heart. But guess what? She doesn't know that. Taking it to the next step is communicating this gratefulness and appreciation to her. This is called thanksgiving. This is when we give thanks. And it's one of the things I was wanting to share is that in, in the scripture, it actually doesn't talk a lot about thankfulness. But it talks a lot about thanksgiving. It talks a lot about giving thanks. 
Do you get the difference? It's not just what's happening inside of us. The Bible said, well, cultivate a thankful heart. Well, I'm sure that it does talk about that a bit, but it talks a whole lot more about give thanks. Giving thanks. It isn't giving thanks until we communicate it or express it. Usually in words. <laughs> you know, I could, I could simply be standing in my bedroom alone, putting on my clean clothes, and I could say out loud, I'm so grateful I have clean clothes. But guess what? That's still not giving thanks. <laughs> it wasn't the spiders that are in the corner that washed my clothes. <sighs> giving thanks involves a connection in relationship to the one who you're thankful to. Amen? Thankfulness is not just a feeling. It, uh, thanksgiving is not a feeling. It's an action. It's the act of giving thanks. Psalm 107 verse 1, I just read it. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Doesn't say experience a feeling of thankfulness to the Lord for he is good. It says give thanks. Give him thanks. Psalm 100 verse, verses 4 and 5. And this is kind of honestly one of the, the, the end games of where I want to go this morning says this, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Enter his gates, come to his presence, come to his throne room with thanksgiving and praise. Thank him, praise him. Why? For he's good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The scriptures, this scripture is really important to me because it talks about our, our approach to his presence. It's, it's a rare moment for me to, uh, to try to connect with God without it beginning with thankful, thankful expressions of thanks to him. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your, your nearness. Thank you that you're here, God. Lord, I love you. Thank you so much for all you've done in my life. It can be specific and it can be general. It doesn't really matter. But all, all the time I've found just my, my pattern of trying to connect with his presence starts with thanksgiving. I'm entering into his, 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 his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. I'd say it this way. Thanksgiving is the doorway to encounter. <laughs> it's the doorway to encounter. And as we are, are, are called by God to be a house of encounter, it's, it's actually a really good idea for us to cultivate radical thanksgiving. It's a doorway for us to become the encounter. We get to step through that doorway and have an encounter so that we can become an encounter for everyone else. It's a doorway to encounter. Radical 
Extravagant thankfulness is a must for us. I mean, other churches, they may be able to ignore it, but we cannot ignore it. <laughs> We're called to be a house of encounter. Enter his gates with the giving of thanks. Romans chapter 1, I've got a, a, a fairly large passage here that I'm going to read. I'm going to start at verse 20. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For all know, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Pretty awful stuff right there, right? That's like, why are you reading that in church? You have children around, don't you know that? <laughs> this passage, everyone's like, where is he going with this? I don't understand this. <laughs> but this passage is known to the theological community as the downward spiral of sin. And having just read through it, I'm sure you can understand why. <laughs> It speaks of all the depravity of the human condition without Christ. But did you catch the basic cause of that downward spiral? This, it's in the first two verses, I read it already, I want to read it again. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, praise, nor gave thanks to him, thanksgiving. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened, etc. It goes through the long list of what that begins to look like. But it starts with praiselessness and thanklessness. That's the, that's the open door to to darkness. Now, stick with me because I, I don't like to think a lot about darkness. 
I don't like to, I mean, in Christ, we are new creations. We, we, the old has passed away. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to like highlight the power of the, of the dark side. That's not what I like to do. But what I do like to do is draw attention to the power of the, the goodness of God, the life of God, the flow of his spirit in us. Cause here's, here's the deal. If, if being praiseless and thankless creates this problem that we just read through. What do you think is going to show up in the lives of people who are extravagantly grateful and willing to praise God with radical praise? What is going to happen there? See, to me, that's where we're talking about that, that open door to encounter. It's that opportunity to step in and like, see, well, what's going to happen in my life if I develop a heart and a practice of being radically grateful in my praise to him, thankful for everything that he's doing. No matter what I see in my circumstance, remember where we started, Thessalonians, give thanks in all things for this is the will of God. You don't know what the will of God is? I just told you. <laughs> don't know whether you're, you're supposed to buy this car or the other one or you're not, you know, this, take this job or the other one. I don't know what that, I don't know what the answer is to that question, but I'm telling you the will of God for you is to give thanks in all things, in all circumstances, no matter what you face, stir up a heart of radical thanksgiving to God. I'm telling you, that's, gonna, that's an open door for you to encounter God at a new level in your life. Here's a truth that I've learned. God is always doing something. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's not sitting on his hands in heaven. You know, I want to be a part of a move of God. Me too. But guess what? He's moving. People who step into a move of God are the ones who identify the fact that he is moving and they begin to, they, they, they have eyes to see. How many times did Jesus say that in, his, in, the, in the Gospels? For he who has ears to hear and eyes to see. What he's, saying, what he's trying to say is not that there's a sound that, is, that, you, that has never before been heard. What he's saying is there's been a sound and you haven't been hearing it. Listen in. There's something happening, but you haven't been seeing it. Open your eyes. Not the eyes of the natural, because it's real easy in, in the natural for us to look at circumstances and don't have enough money left for the month. Darn. Guess this is one of those times when I don't have everything I need according to his riches and glory. Dang. I'm not saying there's not times when you are experiencing lack. What I'm saying is that in the moment of that experience is our opportunity to exert our faith and begin to speak the truth. The truth that isn't yet existing in your circumstance and that, that, and that is that God always comes through. He's always working on my behalf. He's always doing something. He is always busy re releasing his goodness over my life. He's always got an answer. He's provided everything I need. 
All of a sudden, when you begin to just release that radical thanks to God for what you haven't yet experienced, something's released into your circumstances. Even if nothing changes in your circumstances, you feel different about it. Because faith begins to stir in your spirit. And God's thinking... That's what I was after all along. That thing happening inside of you. I've been waiting for that. Practice Thanksgiving. I don't mean turkey and stuffing. That's a good idea. <laughs> I plan to plan to engage in a little bit of that, but Thanksgiving's way more than a holiday. It's a, it's a, it's a way of life. It, it's it's something that you do all the time as a radical believer going after the purpose of God. All right, um, I want you to just uh, we're wrapping it up here, but I want you to think. Uh, about something that's uh, that's going really well in your life right now. Just like, what's an area like you're really happy about that's really going good? Maybe um, I don't know what that is for you, but just just picture that area, and then I, I'd like you to just right now begin to give thanks to God for that area. Can you do that? Just out loud, really. I mean, if if I, I can't hear myself with the microphone, that's perfect. So just begin to thank Him. God, thank you for what's going on inside of my family. I thank you, God, for what's going on inside of my body. I thank you, God, for what's going on in my relationships, God. Whatever it is, just begin to thank him. Just vocally begin to give thanks. Don't think grateful thoughts. Speak gratefulness to God. Begin to release that in thanks and praise. The encounter is not from thinking about thankfulness. The encounter comes from giving thanks. So release it in words to him right now. God, we love you. We thank you. Now that should be pretty easy because we were thinking about something that's already going really well. (laughs) So now I want you to think about an area of your life that like you feel like isn't where it ought to be. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your health. Uh, You know what's going on in your world. If you don't have a marriage, then it's not that. Something else, maybe. (laughs) But think about a situation where you're, you're maybe not where you want to be. And now I want you to just begin to stir up thankfulness to God in that area and begin to do the same thing. Begin to communicate, express your thanksgiving to him. Maybe for what he's teaching you in the midst of that situation about life, about God. Maybe for what God's working in you uh, in the midst of it. What what is he birthing inside of you? Uh, He's working all things for good, right? So even in the midst of a hard circumstance, he's working something good in you. What is it? Begin to thank him for it right now. Maybe, uh, Maybe you're thanking him for a promised deliverance that's coming from that. You don't see it yet. Uh, Maybe if it's sickness in your life, he's bringing healing. Begin to thank him for that right now. Yeah. 
If you can't think of specifically how to be thankful in this area that you're thinking of, then thank him just in general about his goodness and his faithfulness, that his loving kindness endures forever. God, I thank you that you're always there for me. Oh, we thank you, God. There's no one like you. Doing wonders, miracles in my life, God. Thank you for the breakthrough that I've not yet tasted, but I know it's coming because it's who you are. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thankful, thankful hearts and, and thankfulness and thanksgiving is not an excuse to be passive, it's actually a weapon in our hands. It's a weapon in our hands to stir up faith, to stir up right beliefs about who God is. How many understand that God is not like lacking something until you tell him thank you. He's not, he's not trying to show us and teach us that, that we need to be grateful and, and, and tell him that we're grateful because until we express it, you know, there's something incomplete in him. That might exist in human relationships. My wife may really need me to tell her thank you for cleaning my clothes. She probably likes it more than I more than I do it. You hear what I'm saying? In human relationships, that can exist, but it doesn't exist with God because He doesn't have empty spaces. He doesn't have needs. So when he's, when he's teaching us that gratefulness uh, is what he's looking for, that gratefulness brings us into his, his presence, it, it, it helps us to walk into his courts, entering into his gates with thanksgiving, right? He, he's actually saying that for us. You get that, right? right? He's teaching it for us. It doesn't really satisfy anything that's empty on his side. It does something inside of us. And what that is, is it begins to stir up our faith in who he is. God, you're good, even though I'm not experiencing it right now. I, I know you're always faithful. You do what I can't do. You do what can't be done. You do the impossible. Thank you, God. It gets our eyes off of circumstances and onto the one who can alter every circumstance. Yes. Thank you, God. All right, let's stand up. I'm going to pray. We're going to be done. I want to encourage you this morning. <clears throat> weapon of war called thankfulness, thanksgiving, and using it as a radical believer going after the fullness of God's expression in the earth, in your life. Thanksgiving is the doorway to encounter. Right? I want you to do this right now. Just uh, use your hands. This is a prophetic act. I want you to just reach out in the spirit and grab hold of a weapon. It could look like a sword to you. It could look like a mace. Uh, you know, I don't care what it looks like, a club, a baseball bat, whatever you think it is, but grab a hold of it. 
and just intend, I am going to be the radical believer here, and I'm going to give thanks to God and wage war on everything that's not in my life that's not according to his plan with thanksgiving. Lord, birth in us a heart to be radically thankful and and expressive to you in praise and thanksgiving, God, so that you can birth the fullness of encounter in us, God. We want to see what you're doing all the time. We never want to be unaware. So stir up thanksgiving in our heart. Stir up that attitude that says God's always at work even when I don't see it. I'm going to be looking for it. I'm going to be looking for it. I'm going to be listening in to what's going on in the, in the realm of the spirit because he's always doing something. That's who I'm going to be. I'm going to be a radical believer, radically thankful, radically praising his name for all that he's doing. In Jesus' name, amen.